Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Liberation League podcast, where we teach you why every time you lose weight, it gets easier and easier to regain it. But not only that, we also teach you how to break free from that cycle and never diet again. Today, I wanted to talk about something that has come up several times within the last couple of weeks. And first, I want to I want to kind of paint the picture of why this topic is significant. How many of you guys have ever heard somebody who is struggling with their weight say something like or related to, well, you know what? I really can't change who I am because being overweight or a propensity to gain weight or something along those lines is just part of my genetics. And although genetics do play a role, they are not the only factors that are at play. And it's also true because I can hear the objectors right now, right? Uh, It's also true that somebody who is overweight is more likely, this is not always true, but statistically speaking, it's more likely that they come from a household whose parents are also overweight. And so I am not saying that it doesn't play a role at all, but rather than painting a straight line or drawing a straight line from genetics to the outcome, there's probably something else that is more strongly at play than genetics. That plays some of the role, but it definitely does not play all of the role. Rather than painting a straight line or drawing a straight line from genetics to the outcome, it probably is more likely, actually I know it's more likely, to draw a straight line from behaviors to outcome. In other words, somebody who comes from an overweight household, most likely learned habits being a part of that household that led to the outcome of being overweight. Their parents also had those very same habits, those same mindsets, those same behaviors that produced the same result for them. And where did they learn it? They probably learned it from their parents. And so you have generational habits that are passed down from person to person to person. And it's very easy then to take that anecdotal data and to say that it's purely based on genetics. Now, I'm not taking genetics out of it altogether, but I am saying that you do have more control than you think you do. And you can take ownership of the situation and be able to move Uh, beyond your current situation. You don't have to accept the current situation as it is. You can choose to say, you know what? I probably do have some genetic components. That's a possibility. But I also do have these habits that I know are not the best for me. And I can make the choice to learn how to overcome those habits and to become the best version of myself. And so it's not that I'm saying that genetics don't play a role, but habits play a much stronger role and you have a lot more control than you think. And the reason why I wanted to introduce today's topic in that way is because I think that painting the the picture with that in mind really helps in order to give some motivation behind what I really wanted to get at today. And that is that... Whenever you go down the path of trying to improve your fitness and nutrition, 
one of the obstacles that most people face very early on is people in their household not wanting to make the change. Somebody in the household, whether it's it's usually the male figure, the father figure, or the mom, the mother figure, it's usually either the heads of household, uh, the mom or the dad, that wants to make a change, and either the spouse objects, the kids object, you get the idea. Somebody in your household objects. And you can really take that and you can apply it to your specific situation. If you don't live alone, right, this applies to you. You want to make a change or somebody in your household wants to make a change and somebody else objects. How do you work together with them? And the reason I wanted to start the conversation with habits and how it affects us intergenerationally is to really give us the the impression of how serious this is, that you can have the power to influence your kids and even so far as possibly your grandkids by introducing positive habits into your household and impressing upon both partners, both spouses, the value of fitness and nutrition, because it's not just you that that is at play. It is also your kids, your grandkids, and habits that will be passed down intergenerationally. But that brings us to the main topic, which is how to work together with a partner in order to make these nutrition and fitness changes. And I'm not really going to say anything today that's probably mind-blowing. I'm probably going to say things to you that you've already thought about, that maybe you already practice, and I hope that you do, uh, but things that hopefully will be very helpful for you as you move forward in your health and fitness journey. Uh, Because this is, again, one of the first obstacles that most people face. And uh, working together with your partner and spouse is very important in learning how to make progress. And the first thing I want to bring up is that in order to begin to make these changes and to make them sustainable, it is important that both parties, both the person that wants to make the change and the person that doesn't want to make the change, or maybe they it's not that they don't want to make a change, but they just don't understand the value or the reason behind the change. And, and so this advice really is for both parties because cooperation between both parties is vital in this process. And the first thing that comes into play is mutual respect. Because I understand it. If your partner, your spouse wants to make a change with fitness and nutrition, it's not it's not a small change. I'm going to be completely honest with you about that. You are changing most things about your behaviors and your habits in order to get a positive health and nutrition outcome. So this affects sleep. This affects hydration. This affects uh, how much downtime you have. This affects your grocery shopping. This affects your meals. This affects a lot of areas of your life. And so it's not a small thing. And so if you're the person that is wanting to make a positive fitness and nutrition uh, change in your life, and the other person is a little hesitant, don't, don't come at them with, well, don't you know that this is a positive thing? Because you're literally trying to change your lifestyle that you have forged together. And so that's an important thing to think about 
if you're the person that is wanting to make the change. Now, the person on the other side, they also need to have mutual respect as well. Because while you respect, right, if you're the person that wants to make the change, if you respect the fact that you're asking a lot of your spouse and partner, then it would also be reasonable that your uh, partner, that your spouse has a full understanding of where you're coming from, that they would also approach the situation with mutual respect, that they would try to understand why these changes are important to you what impact these changes will have on both of you for the rest of your life. And so both of you coming together and having the conversation, okay, I want to make this change, this positive change. Here's why it's important to me and putting words behind it and verbalizing that because it's not enough to say, I just want to make this change and Hey, let's change everything about our life. That's not fair. But on the other hand, you also don't want to be the person that that says, you know what, I don't want to change no matter what, and I'm not willing to listen, right? So if you're the person that wants to make a change, you need to verbalize why, you need to verbalize the value of that, you need to verbalize the impact that that will have on your life and how you would love for their support, right? And because the other person loves you and they have mutual respect for you, this person that might not necessarily be super excited about the change because they have a mutual respect for you. They're going to listen. They're going to understand what your new goals are, and they're going to try to support you. Now, does that mean that they are going to like change everything all at once? Not necessarily, but it means that they're going to try to seek to understand why these things are important to you. And so first of all, mutual respect. Uh, second is communication of your goal. So especially if you're the person that wants to make the change, it's important for you to communicate with your partner, with your spouse, why that goal is important to you and the value that you place on reaching those goals. But I would also encourage you and challenge you that as you're communicating those goals, communicate them to your spouse and your partner in such a way that also provides value for your spouse or partner. So for example, what are the positive outcomes that your spouse, that your partner can expect when you make these positive fitness and nutrition changes? For example, one of the things that I monitor with my one-on-one -on -one clients is libido, which sounds kind of personal, but that's a very strong indicator of where you are in your health journey. And it's very easy. You know, I don't need to be explicit. I don't need to say anything more, right? It's very easy to understand how fitness and nutrition can elevate libido and how that can have a positive impact for the other partner. You know, things, things like that. Now, that's not the only thing, right? Uh, because you have a mutual respect for each other, that's already a healthy part of your life, but that's just, just a small example, right? Or getting more sleep. What's the positive outcome that your spouse can expect from that? Well, I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to be able to get more things done that we are trying to get done together, right? Because you're, you're with this partner, you're living life together. Um, you're going to have more energy. You're going to have the ability to accomplish those things that you guys have set out to accomplish together. And you're going to be able to accomplish them better. And your spouse can ex expect that positive outcome. 
Now for uh, the other side of the equation, the person that doesn't necessarily want to make all those changes, uh, maybe they don't understand them, they don't see the value in them, you also need to communicate your goals. When you think about fitness and nutrition, where are you currently and project that out and if you think that you really should not make a change, put some thought into why you shouldn't make that change and communicate that effectively with your partner who wants to make that change because communication is important from both sides. Um, so number one, a mutual respect. Number two, a communication of your goals. Number three, a personal purpose statement. Now, this kind of hinges with the communication piece, but also being able to clearly articulate where you're going, what your goals are. And both of you need to be able to do that. The person that wants to make the change needs to be able to articulate, okay, what's my goal? What am I trying to accomplish? And it goes deeper than just, well, I want to lose weight. It goes to, I want to lose weight so that, right? So that I can be more confident, so that I can have more energy with the kids, so that, so that what? What's the purpose behind the change that you want to make? And because your relationship is filled with mutual respect, that other spouse will be able to understand, you know what? I hear, I hear your purpose, personal purpose statement. You want to be able to make these changes so that, insert positive outcome, <laughs> so that you can accomplish that. And you know what? I see how that's valuable and I see how that's important to you. And just as valid is the other side that doesn't necessarily want to make those changes and isn't as excited about it. Maybe those reasons are valid as well. So for example, maybe your family has pizza night on Friday nights and they perceive that pizza nights will no longer be a possibility. And that has become like a, a very important and meaningful part of your lifestyle. And it's important for that person to be able to articulate that very real concern as well. Well, I feel that this tradition that we have as a family is in jeopardy. I really enjoy this tradition that we have. And I think that that tradition is in danger. And so when you communicate it in that way, it really pulls back the curtain as to why you're not really super excited about making those changes. And because your relationship is filled with mutual respect, right? Then the person that wants to make those changes understands that. they Because you understand the value of relationships and the tradition that you have forged as a family. And so that, that respect and that communication of your goals is super, super, super important on both sides. And lastly, uh, this brings us to something that's very important, and that is compromise. Um, you might say, well, that's kind of obvious. You got two people that want to go two different directions. Compromise is obviously like that's going to need to happen. The question is, how do we compromise? And what I would encourage you to do is to really take stock and evaluate all the things that you just did, right? that you have already established that you have mutual respect for each other. You have already communicated your goals. 
you have already presented to each other your so that statements, right? Your personal purpose statements. I want to accomplish all these things so that this positive outcome can occur. And because you have already taken the time and the effort to do all those things, now you can settle on those non-negotiables. So for example, the person that might not be super excited about making those changes, his concern or her concern is that you're not going to be able to maintain your family tradition of pizza night on Friday nights. And that's a meaningful time for you. But that becomes your non-negotiable. It doesn't mean that that tradition needs to be in danger. It means that that tradition needs to be worked into the new nutrition and fitness plan so that it can be accounted for so that you can still meet your goals, but it's not in jeopardy of being lost. And on the other hand, right, the person that wants to make those health and fitness changes, those nutritional changes, when they hear how important and valuable those Friday pizza nights are, that they're willing to embrace that and make it part of their plan, that they're not obsessed with being perfect because they also understand that it's not just enough to eat perfectly. Actually, I, I heavily encourage my clients not to think of it as eating perfectly because that will drive anyone crazy. It will drive you nuts and you're going to end up with an unhealthy relationship with food. But to think of it in terms of, you know what, part of my health and fitness includes social gatherings, which in this context, because it's so important for the other spouse, the other partner to have those family Friday pizza nights, this is just an example, because it's so important for that partner to have those things you are willing to embrace that and work it into your plan to wrap your mind around how to make that work and still make progress for you, how to still have that meaningful uh, time of connection with your family and how to still meet your goals. Now, finally, the question comes, well, what if a relationship is not characterized? It does not have mutual respect. Well, in that case, I would really encourage the both of you to seek help somewhere, whether that be with your pastor uh, because you need counseling or a therapist because you need healing or some kind of relationship help that is needed there. Because if there isn't mutual respect before or between, sorry, if there is not mutual respect between both partners, then it is extremely unlikely that not only will you fail in your nutrition and fitness endeavors, but you'll also fail relationally and in other parts of your life because the foundation of making these changes and literally the foundation of you guys working together to find compromises, not only in this area of life, but also in every area of life hinges on the fact that you have a mutual respect and love for one another. And so that would be my final encouragement is that if you think to yourself, you know what, this goes all the way back to the main issue, which is that we do not have respect for each other, that you would find a way to get healing and the help that you need in your relationship so that not only can you be successful in this area, 
but so that you can be successful in the other areas of your life that are also equally as important as well. I hope this was a help to you. And we look forward to having you back here on the Liberation League next time. Oh, and P.S., always take a look down in the show notes below as there is links to my other social media handles. You can go and follow me other places, as well as there's probably a resource down there that'll be helpful for you. 